Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I am Gabriel Devine, and he is Titanic. Today, we're going to have our guest is the the owner of MACW. Without further ado, Craig, are you there? I'm here. Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, appreciate you having me on the on the podcast. Uh, talk a little bit about local wrestling, I guess. Yes, sir. That's what we're here for. We're gonna, you know, we. We've interviewed several big names like Chase Stevens and uh, Austin Gunn, son of Billy Gunn, and a few other guys that uh, have been around. But we, you know, we try to stick to the local area, putting over local promotions and local talent, and helping guys get their name out there. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't mean to cut you off or anything, but I, I agree. And uh, you talk about the local talent, the big names and stuff. You know, this area between Jonesboro and Memphis and the surrounding areas here has probably produced at least, if not the most, right up there with the with the most uh, talented wrestlers that's made it big in WWE and other big organizations around the world. There's a lot of big names that's come out of this area. So it's good to talk about this area because there's a there's a lot of those guys that stayed around to teach the younger guys coming up. Right. So... The first question that we normally ask everyone is what, you know, who was your influence? What influenced you and how did you get trained in wrestling? Well, okay. Well, my dad, I grew up, my dad uh, was a wrestler, Dwayne Stone. He wrestled for, from 1974 until 2000. And uh, him and Doug Cousins, who went by Dr. Love, they, they ran a promotion around Northeast Arkansas, Southeast Missouri. Uh, for for several years, and uh, I remember growing up, uh, Dad had a, a school bus that they took all the back seats out of it. They carried the ring around in there, and they did three uh, three events a week during the winter and fall after after uh, farming season was over because my parents were farmers. There you uh, go. So that's what we did every winter growing up, and I, I just loved. It. You know, I got to meet a lot of big names, uh, a lot of guys before. They were big, so I like. I remember meeting uh, Randy Popo uh, before he became Macho Man, or maybe, he might have been doing the Macho Man gimmick, but he wasn't on that big of a stage yet. Uh, I got to meet him at the Barton Coliseum one night, uh, so it was it was really cool. So I grew up in that atmosphere. I was trained by my dad. Uh, you know, I, all those guys from from Memphis wrestling in the in the eighties is is really what influenced me though. It's awesome. By far, who is your favorite all-time wrestler? Ric Flair is definitely the GOAT, I would have to say. He, he had it all. The physique, the, the job that he did in the ring, the, the way he talked on the microphone, he had his pro, promo perfect. Uh, he was just the total, the total, uh, he was the perfect heel. I, I, I really liked him. Also liked, uh, uh, Hot Stuffage, Gilbert, Mr. Perfect, you know, those were, those were my guys. Oh, yeah. Some awesome talent right there. They really are. Um, yeah. So, you said your dad trained you. Can you remember who your first match was against and stuff like that? Well, it was a, it was a tag team match. I was still in high school. Uh we did it at uh, Walter Ridge at the National Guard Armory to raise money for a softball team, my sister's softball team. And uh, it was against Hillbilly Tiny and uh, one of the canines. I, I, it was, 
I can't remember. The, it wasn't Newman. It was the other one. Uh, golly, it's right on the tip of my tongue, but it was one half of the canines and Hillbilly Tiny. And everybody talked about me being the kid. Man, back then, I was. Because I just didn't know any better. And it, it was... Uh, I, I really, I kind of dipped tiny, and I wish I could go back and do that over. But, but it, it was, uh, I was about 16 years old then. What year was that? Uh, I believe it was 96. Oh, so you've been in the business for a while now, haven't you? Well, here's what happened. I started out back then, and I did it uh, with my dad there a few times. We did the armories and, and places like that. And then I went to college. I started uh, at Black River Technical College, and, and uh, I started selling some cars, and I got into politics. I got into politics for about 10 years, and then I got back into wrestling after that. So uh, when I got into the politics around 2000, I, I, so I wrestled a few years there in the, in the late 90s. Uh, I know we, we did some shows with Aaron Post, and I was uh, – Jonathan Sanders, who was Kid Dynamite back then, Deadly Dale, Philip Idlebane, uh, we were all coming in about the same time. But then I took that hiatus for about 10 years uh, getting into politics, and then I got back into it. Politics. What were you doing politically? Well, I'll tell you, my dad, we had a backhoe service, the Stone's backhoe service, and uh, he had a really bad accident where he got on the uh, – the backhoe got on top of him, and he uh, got glued to the bed and got into, uh, I mean, I, him and my mom had recently uh, divorced, and I just got out of high school, and uh, he he got, I, I quit opening the mail when our mail, when I saw medical bills over $200,000. I go down to uh, to uh, DHS to get some help. They literally laughed in my face. Well, I knew a couple people, and then, Congressman Barry called me, and to make this long story short, he said, son, go back down there, I get, uh, I go down there and I get all the help I need, and instead of being relieved, I was pissed off because I had to know somebody to get something done, so that's when I got into it, and uh, I was just trying to help people and make a difference and do what I could, and I, I was, uh, I started the Young Democrats of Lawrence County, I was uh, vice president of the state, and then I served on the quorum court for four years and on the election commission for four years as well. Uh, but, uh, so, so once that blew, once, once I got off the election commission and moved back, to, I moved to Jonesboro and, uh, well, not off the, I was on the election commission first. After I got off the quorum court, I moved back to Jonesboro and we started up MACW shortly after that. I was fixing to ask, and what year did you start? running MACW? We had our first event in 2009 back at the Wonder Ridge National Guard Armory. Uh, it was hot. I remember it was August, August 15th. God dang, it was hot in there. But we had a packed house. I brought in uh, Jimmy uh, Hart. We had Brandon Baxter there. Uh, Brian Christopher and Derek King was the main event. And uh, we tore the house down literally. I mean, it was it was a great show, but it was so hot. We did pop-up shows there for, for a few months, uh, just different places. But uh, in uh, four years ago, we started running MACW every two weeks So here in John the Pearl. That's awesome. So I, I know that uh, 
And congratulations on your marriage. I know that's probably been a few months now, hasn't it? But it had. Thank you very much. It was back in June. And we uh, we took off after we brought Jeff Jarrett in uh, to do the event at Bay High School. And uh, I honestly took a little longer than I thought it was going to, just moving everything around. And my job, we're about to open up a new dealership over in, in uh, Memphis. So I've been back and forth and everything. But... I, I told I told Peter and I told some of the other guys that I would that I would break this news on on uh, Saturday. But for all your wrestling fans out there, go to the MACW Facebook page on Saturday. We've got some big announcements that's going to be made. Uh, so you're you're all going to be happy because we're about to just get it going again. That's awesome. I was fixing to ask about that too because I knew that we had heard that since your wedding and everything else. But y'all had taken some time off, so I was wondering when y'all would be running shows again and stuff. Um, it's coming very soon. That's awesome. Maybe we'll be able to get down there and do some footage to, to share and some podcasting with some of your guys and interviews and stuff to put out for you guys and help promote your product. All right. Yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to have you. And you said y'all have a Facebook page. Go ahead and, and repeat that one more time. That way they can hear that real well. It's uh, MACW, Mid-American Championship Wrestling, on Facebook. Uh, you can go on there. Watch Saturday. We're going to go live. We're going to do a live video with me and Peter Van. And uh, you never know. We might have somebody else on there. But uh, we're going to make some announcements about the upcoming event of MACW kicking back off uh, and getting rolling again. Awesome. Do y'all have a... Normally we have guys on and we have to ask them if they have booking contact information, but do you have a place, do, can they contact you through the Facebook to purchase tickets in advance and things like that? Yeah. Now when we uh, make the announcements of the dates and everything that we've got going on, uh, you will be able to uh, come to Automat and get your tickets in advance if you want to. If not, they're usually always available at the door uh, the night of the event. Now, uh, as far as booking information, uh, if you want to book any of the guys that, that works for MACW mostly, uh, you can always contact us at this Facebook page, MACW Mid-American Championship Wrestling on Facebook, or you can contact me at uh, Craig Stone on Facebook. Okay. Awesome. So, Craig, I know I know you did. You got to wrestle at the Roundhouse Revival. How was that experience? Man, that was a good time. It was, it was fun. Uh I had a lot of different guys there from different promotions all over the Mid-South. And that's always fun to to get different guys together. You know, we 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 bring, we bring in the best talent around here to the MACW events. And we, we have a lot of homegrown guys because we have the MACW Wrestling School. Now, that has been going on during this downtime. Uh, just we haven't had the time to do the, do the regular events, but we still have had our training school going. <laughs> And you, if you want to join that or, or sign up for that, it's really economical. You can, again, go to the MACW Facebook page for, and that's just for details. But it, it's basically it's $200 a month for the first month and $100 a month after that. And uh, you get trained by some of the best in the business that are, that's been around. Uh, Derek King is one of our trainers. Uh, Austin Lane comes from time to time. We, we have different guys for different needs. And uh, we work with everybody well. That's been going the whole time. But uh, anyway, uh, we uh, we try to make it where we can get the best talent around. But that roundhouse revival, when we had everybody there, uh, 
the best talent from the best areas, the best best federations around the Mid South. That was a lot of fun. That's awesome. Yeah, I was wanting to go. I don't remember what happened, but I couldn't make it, and I, I we couldn't get off of work. That's right. You had to work that weekend. Work always keeps me busy. <laughs> um, it was kind of an all-day deal. Uh, the way they did it was they had two wrestling rings set up, which was really cool. Uh, one up was for wrestling, and the other had a band in it. And we would we would do about three matches, and then the band would play for thirty minutes, and then we we'd go again. You know, they play three or four songs, and then we wrestle three or four matches. It was it was a lot of fun. It went uh it went all day. Uh, there was quite a few people there, and it, they braced the heat because it was pretty warm that day. Uh, I tagged up. I did something I don't do a lot around here anymore. I, I guess I got a little arrogant, and I tagged up with uh, with uh, one of our trainees, which was Matt McNamara. He, I call him a trainee because we trained him. We call him kid and everything, but he's out making a name for himself now. But we got a little cocky, and we got on Chris Rocker and, and Jake Smooth and uh, – we ended up coming up a little short. I think the ref was, was a little blind. Who's the referee? I'll tell you if he was blind or not. <laughs> Man, I'll be honest with you. I don't even remember. Uh, but we, we had a good time. We, we, we had fun. Um, but, yeah, that, that roundhouse revival, I hope I get to do that again. That was that was enjoyable. I hope that they're able to help save the Coliseum and get it, you know, get something there, even, you know, if it's not the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame, you know, something to save it because it's so historical and it's been a big part of everyone's influence and love and passion for this business because it was the mecca of wrestling in the Mid-South to me. You know, you had the Superdome in New Orleans. You had the Omni in Jackson. Um, yeah. What was it, the Garden in Louisville? You know, you had all these big arenas, and the Mid South Coliseum was Memphis's mecca. And man, they just want to tear it down. That's bullshit. You need to needs to be a historical I, I landmark. Agree. To it, it, it would definitely be a sad day. I mean, it's sitting there on, and, and it honestly, I mean, the walls and stuff don't look so bad. The roof, you can tell, needs to be redone. I'm sure that's going to be pretty costly. But man, I I believe there is enough wrestling fans and. In this area, not just in this area, but the surrounding areas. You know, when the Mid South Coliseum was at its there was people coming from all over Hawaii to come up there and see, you know, Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee and uh, man, handsome Jimmy Valiant. You just think of all the guys that has went through there, uh, Fargo, and you know, man, it's got a lot of history, and I sure would want to see that thing closed down. But, you know, you think outside the box a little bit. Memphis is not only known for wrestling, it's known for music and culture. That right. place is so big. You can have it set up to where it can be profitable to the community. Making part of it a museum for, for the Wrestling Hall of Fame and uh, all the memorabilia that we'd have there. And then do part of it for music and and uh, have stuff with Elvis. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of other things that could go into it. We just work together. I think we could save it. And it's big enough. I think you could still do all that. Set up a little place where you might could have Shows. an event inside there every once in a while. Whether it's a concert or a wrestling or a yeah. wrestling event, you know, maybe on a smaller scale, maybe something indies could do. Uh, yeah. I think it'd be really cool. Oh yeah, I mean that's a great idea. Maybe they can get together and come up with with the way to do that. I mean. 
I, I applaud them for trying. I mean, I, I would, you know, I support saving it because, like I said, it's been such a historical, uh, historical place to be. And, and I remember getting my start there, and I loved it. You know, and oh yeah, it just—it's ridiculous that they want to tear it down. It's just you know we build something new and bigger, so we got to tear down the the historical thing that's got all the memories. You know, you think about it, the place over in Louisville got tore down this year. I mean, that's the way some of the athletic commissions are. Uh, makes it harder on NBA shows. Like, down in Louisiana, they they outlawed so many things that you can't do if you're an indie guy. But you can go in there at pro level or at, at WWE level and, and do all this stuff. And You know, it's not like we're putting people out there that's not trained. I mean, some of this is really killing wrestling, and then they're tearing down our buildings. Uh, we got to work together to kind of overcome this and, and think outside the box, like add music to it to maybe bring in some more money to help save our uh, our buildings. Right. Now I know you you had you you put on a couple of big shows that uh, I was a little, I'm a little jealous of the the yeah. Memphis uh, reunion shows. Yeah, the Memphis uh, Earl Bell. Yeah, at the uh, Earl Bell Community Center. We won't right. do it next time. I'm actually we're off a little bit from where we need to be, but uh, I'm talking to uh, Brandy Baxter, and hopefully we can work something out about putting something together. Uh, to do another one soon, but uh, we would love to try to make that an annual event. We've done it the last two years. We're we're not on schedule to do it at least not by October. Uh, but uh, we will. We're, we've been talking recently, and we're going to try to get our heads together. He's got a million things going on, and I have too. But we're finally getting back to wrestling uh, real soon at MACW, so hopefully we'll be able to bring something together like that. Now, with the new blood work and things, it makes it a little harder on booking some of the legends uh, in addition to the travel expense and everything that we have. So, uh, you know, it's a little ways off, but hopefully we'll be able to do another one of those real soon. So how did that first one come about, about doing, and then going into the second one? Well, Brandon pitched me the idea actually a couple of years before that first one happened and we were thinking about how we could do it bring wrestling and life back to the earl bell community center where it was known for for years the memphis guys would come over here and do a big event and uh it always did real well and uh we thought man if we had jerry waller or jeff Jarrett, that would pack the place out, he was right. We ended up turning people away from the door because we couldn't fit nobody else in because of the fire code that night. How many uh, did you end up having? Do what? How many did you end up having? I'll have to look to be sure because it's been a couple years now. I think it's been about three years. But I believe we had 13-something. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it, it, was, it was, I believe it was just shy of 1,400. But uh, it was tight. Now, there was some other people there with the wrestlers and helping us clean the buildings and all that stuff. Right. Uh, but there was about, there was about uh, just about 1,400 feet, I believe. Well, That's really cool. Definitely, if y'all do something like that, let us know, and we'll come in and try to do some uh, promoting for y'all with the podcast. Because, man, we took we took the idea of this podcast about a, what, it's been about two months now? Yeah. And uh, 
we started doing this and you know we didn't know for sure if it was going to take off and now it's taken off to the point to where we have over 20,000 listeners worldwide wow i mean we are heard in canada australia mexico germany france uh you can't yeah pakistan we were just talking to a fan of ours on pakistan that on facebook from pakistan um yeah so we've got talent that's calling and wanting to do podcasts from everywhere we've had a bunch of guys from the florida area that we've done you know some small podcasts with um i'm working with a buddy of mine who works for wwe he's trying to get it all cleared through the office to get him on the show and stuff like that so i mean it's it's just, man, it really took off, and we've got a lot of listeners, and it's helped some of the guys out. Some of the guys have been able to reach out. You know, some of the Florida guys have come up to Memphis and been able to work a couple of shows up this way, and it's really helped guys out. And, and you know, and we love doing it because, you know, we don't get in the ring as often as we used to, and just something to give back to the business, you know? Oh, yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate everything y'all are doing to help the business, too. Uh you know, there's a lot of people talking about your podcast. We appreciate y'all putting it on and putting different local organizations over and different uh, different local wrestlers over. But when you talk about how we're spread out worldwide, how you got so many listeners from everywhere, that goes back to what you said about uh, or about what I said earlier when we were talking about how many wrestlers had made it from this area. Right. Uh, you just think about how many people went through Memphis before they were stoned. Look, look at The Rock. The Rock, everybody in the world knows who The Rock is. He was flexing the Panda in Memphis before he was anywhere else. Uh, it's just, and, and you've got people that help train those guys. You know, think about at MXW, we use Derek King quite a bit. Derek's everywhere. But before he was here, he was over at OBW working with Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton and all those guys that went through OBW at the same time. Okay, uh, so it, it really helped uh, our talent get better, not just in MHW, but everywhere around here in this area. And I think that speaks volumes when you're sitting there talking to these guys and you're getting spread out all over the world uh, like that. You know, and I'm it's, glad. It's pretty amazing. I'm glad you brought OVW up because I, I'm going to say. I'm not going to say too much because I know this podcast isn't going to air until next week anyway. It'll be probably Monday's episode. But we've got we've got some stuff going on because uh, I've known Al Snow for years. And Al Snow's Collar and Elbow Brand sponsors our podcast as well as, you know, when we were running shows and things. We've got okay. some big we've got some big things going on. And uh, with our growing number, and I know that OVW actually has their – What's their like? What one thousandth episode coming up? Um, wow! But we've got some big things going on with that. I won't go into too much detail right now. We'll, we'll be doing an announcement later on about next week. But uh, I'm glad you brought them up because man, they have been there. You know, they've been on TV and their their thousandth episode, and it's been through all the stuff it's been through. You know, it was originally a WWE training ground. Now I believe that uh, Al's taken it. He's bought it from Danny Davis and them so that they could get out from under all of it. And now they're working with Impact, kind of training some of their guys and helping them out and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's a that's a pretty big company that's still around. And a lot of people don't think about them, man. A lot of people don't yeah. think about them. Yeah, I, I know they don't. It's overlooked, but, man, they, they did a lot of great things. And uh, they've been around for a long time, been successful for a long time. 
Right. Andy Davis did worked wonders with that place, though. I mean, he he was the man that was uh, that was making things happen for for several years. Yeah, him and Jim Cornette turned it into something, man. They sure did. Yeah, with Jim, Jim Cornette booking and and him with Andy Davis being the head trainer. I mean, they really really did good. I I, I don't know if y'all listened to the Jim Cornette experience, but I listened to that quite a bit. He's been talking here a lot about the. Oh, and it's, it's very interesting to me. You know, if it yeah, wasn't if it wasn't for him, uh, Ring of Honor wouldn't be owned by Sinclair Broadcasting, and they wouldn't be where they are today. I agree. Yeah, I agree. He he uh, started that ball rolling a long time ago, and you know, with Sinclair getting behind him, that's what helped him be able to book uh, these big events that they're booking now with helping out with the. With the all-in event that just happened, and now they've already booked the uh, the square garden, the Madison Square Garden in uh, New York. Uh, and, you know, WWE didn't want that to happen, but it happened because of Sinclair Broadcasting being in with Ring of Honor. Right. But man, it, it's been great talking to you. I don't want to cut you off too short, and I don't want to ask you to give away your big announcement. But if there's, well, any, if there's any more hints you can give them, go ahead and give them all the hints you can. Well, you just said it for me. I think you said that uh, this isn't going to air until next week. Right. It'll air okay. Monday. It's going to air Monday. Yes, sir. Well, there's a big announcement already out of the bag because our Facebook Live is going to happen on Saturday, this past Saturday. So what we're going to do is we're going to kick off MHW back at uh, – October the 27th, we'll be back in business. Uh, I'll uh, got to wait till Wednesday to tell you, or till Saturday, get here to tell you about the announcement of Weird because we're still working on a couple of things. But it's going to be the 27th. Check out MACW, uh, Mid American Championship Wrestling on Facebook uh, for a list of upcoming uh, of wrestlers that's going to be there. I already confirmed this lethal injection, the Murphy Brothers. Uh, the coup d'etat is going to be there. Uh, that's Carter Matthews and uh, uh, Tyler Knott and uh, Simone Salavino will all three be there. Uh, Insane Shane is going to make his MACW debut on October the 27th. That's a good so, one. Sounds, like yeah, sounds like y'all got a stacked card right there with just that list of guys. Yeah, Matthew McNamara will be back there too. He's already confirmed. It's going to be a really good night, uh, and we've been out of action for a little while, so uh, you may want to get your tickets in advance for this, and you will be able to get them a week before the event happens uh, at Auto in Jonesboro. Awesome. We'll make sure, and, and when we post this Monday, we'll make sure to share it everywhere, and we'll help y'all spread the word about it, man, and we wish y'all the best, and uh, we hope that y'all have many years of shows to come, brother. Hey, man, we appreciate it. Thank you guys for all that you do. You're welcome. If Thank he you. wants to come to the show and promote and do it, uh, do the live podcast there, let us know. We'll be more than happy to come on down. All right, man. We'll get in contact. Appreciate right. it. Thank you, Craig. You have a great day, brother. Hey, all right. I appreciate it. Thanks. You're welcome. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was the owner of MACW Mid-American Champ- Class Mid-American Championship Wrestling. I almost – I don't just excuse me, I'm stumbling and stammering over my damn self. I got too much going on today. But that was the owner of MACW, Mr. Craig Stone, with a huge announcement. You know, they're coming back October 27th, man. Maybe we'll be able to 
get down there and check it out if we're not doing anything that we can. Let me tell you something. If you got a Saint Shane, if you ain't seen him, you better get your ass down you and buy a ticket. You need to see And Saint Shane, I've seen him, and I don't want to give too much away about the kid, but I've seen him take a leap off of a uh, second floor balcony. Uh, I've seen him do Which I mean don't don't count anybody else out because Carter Matthews is a hell of an athlete. He may be a heel, but he works for us and man Carter Matthews is his top notch. You've got, you know, lethal injection. I've heard good things about them. Uh there's a couple others you named that I've seen and heard about, not don't know much about them personally, but uh you know Lethal Injection, yeah, they're I've, I've seen them. I've seen them. The Mercury Brothers, I've heard a lot of good things about them too. That's it. That's just that's lethal injection. Oh, that's lethal injection. Well, he said two or four things. I didn't know. Yeah. So that's what they're Don't be getting me all confused. They're the Mercury. I'm a little bit messed up. They're today. good. I mean, I'm they're not medicated good. or nothing. It's just I'm stressed the hell out because you got me over here going, hit this button, save this shit, do this one, hit this button, make that phone call, and let's get this shit rolling. So I'm just trying to keep up, brother. And here I am, the technical guy, and you're over here pulling the strings like you own this son of a gun. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, that was Craig Stone, a great, wonderful interview. Got to learn his history and how he got his start in the business. Didn't even have a clue that the man's father, will you turn that down? We're on live. Didn't even have a clue the man's father wrestled. You know, I've, I've met Craig Stone maybe once or twice doing some car today shows or car lot shows that I did with Brandon and them down in, uh, holy crap, you got to send that to our Facebook page. That is old as shiznit. You have got to share that. That is like old as shiznit. Anyway, sorry, he keeps getting me sidetracked. Let me make this close quick and, and clean so we can get this rolling. want to thank CollarAndElbowBrand.com. Code CCWA29 saves you 10% on all merchandise purchases through CollarAndElbowBrand.com at Al Snow's website. Uh, I did mention that we have a huge announcement involving OVW. We'll be hopefully getting that out there. Hopefully that announcement will be made before Monday as well. If not, we'll, we'll make it you know shortly after. Uh, shout out to my buddy TJ Wilson Tyson kid from WWE. He is a producer for them now, but he also has his own company. It's WorkhorseFitnessProducts.com. If you're ready to get better and get in shape and get in the gym and you want to work out, try WorkhorseFitnessProducts.com. We're going to get better together. Got anything else you want to add, homeboy? No, I'm good. And shut the hell up because for Titanic, I am Gabriel Devine. Thanks for listening to Wrestling with the Local.